Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy and today I'm joined by my fellow hosts Jay and Amber. Hi! To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze for uh, exclusive special stuff as it comes up. And before we begin, I'd also like to give a big shout out to our patrons that helped to make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash craze magazine to check out all the perks that we have available for our members. And finally, it is here. We've been talking about it for months, but the issues are finally on hand. So our Monster X mini-zine is officially available uh, for order. I actually just got them today. So all the pre-orders will be sent out very soon. Uh, if you are a Mon Bebe, uh, you better get your hands on this. It's a really great thing. And there's a ton of content in it. You guys should see how fat these things are. They're big. <laughs> I'm so mad that it costs so much to ship to Korea or else I would have bought a couple. I honestly, I was researching shipping like everywhere because it's kind of not fair how ridiculous it is. And like other shipping outlets charge like twice as much as USPS. I'm like, this is absolutely insane to me. It's for something that weighs just a couple ounces. We only support the USPS in this household. Those are the only bullies in blue we enjoy. Uh, so how are you guys doing today? We're recording on a different day uh, because some stuff got switched around. So all of our schedules are messed up. I'm on vacation for five days. Thank you, Chusak. I had the day off because I got the flu shot and it knocked me out a lot harder than I thought, but I'm good. I'm here. I'm present. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy you got your flu shot, though. Those are so important this year. No, I, the only reason why, like, usually, like, I haven't gotten mine in, like, two, three years, and, um, with COVID happening and everything, I was just like, yeah, you know what, maybe I'm gonna get it this year. I hate that it makes you sick, though. Yeah, that's the only downside, like, you'll get the flu-like symptoms, because that's how you know the medicine is working, but it still sucks, and my arm is still sore. Why is it, like, a tiny little prick hurts? It's because they inject you with a dead virus, and that's how you build up immunity to it. <laughs> Fun fact. Speaking of the flu shots here, so I found out in America and in Korea, the flu shot systems are a little differently. Here, you can get a cheaper flu shot, because you actually have to pay for your flu shot here in Korea. Um, you can get a cheaper, like, three-strand version, or strain, I think the word is strain, version of the flu shot, or you could get the four-strain version of the flu shot, and the difference is, like, like eight dollars between them and I it was just fascinating because I'm like in America we we don't get a choice between how many strains we want inoculated for that is true and not to mention some people the amount they have to pay if they don't especially if they don't have insurance that sucks my favorite thing is insurance that doesn't cover any of the things that you need to pay for that's my life it's great that's so dumb insurance should pay for everything or at least most of it Anyways, what are we talking about to get today? So uh, today, actually, uh, the day of recording is uh, the official day of Chuseok in Korea. So we were going to dive a little bit into uh, the history of Chuseok and uh, kind of how it's been modernized. Uh, we've actually published an article on it on our website. 
I guess I'll start. So Chuseok takes place on the 15th day of the eighth month on the lunar calendar. I know that's a mouthful. So it's the first harvest moon. The best way to do, like compare it to something that a lot of people already know is that it's, it's really, really, really similar to American Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is weird because, um, you know, I'm like full-blown American and I've been doing Thanksgiving every year. Um, and the way that they teach it to you in school is interesting. No, I definitely agree. It's it's a strange, a strange holiday. Um, in Korea, it takes place over like it's there's one Chuseok day, but then the government gives you the day before and the day after off. It's kind of like that for Thanksgiving too, because it's always you know on a Thursday. And then you get the Friday off usually. Rip retailers if uh, <laughs> you're working in the retail, because you probably don't get that Friday off. Well, it's different this year because of covid but i whenever i just hear thanksgiving all i think about is food to be honest i'm like it's just i mean yes it's a family thing too but i'm just like family and food that's all i think about really when it comes to thanksgiving can i talk about my favorite thanksgiving that happened when i was 20 years old sure please elaborate (laughs) um my family does it a little bit later uh than like in the middle of the day or whatever but uh, I got shit-faced off of uh, Blue Moons and then read the ending of the Tokyo Ghoul manga and then almost died. It was great. <laughs> After I ate. I mean, sounds like a fun Thanksgiving. We all have our... Thanksgiving is one of those times, especially this year, that like we either absolutely love Thanksgiving or we just... It's the holiday we dread. That and Christmas. Okay, I fucking love Christmas, so I will not take any of this, like, Christmas issue problems in this house. It's the the getting together with family and the discussions that may happen around the dinner table. Oh, that's true. There are so many memes about, like, problematic discussions that happen at the dinner table when all the adults get drunk on Thanksgiving. And now that we're, like, in that age group where, like, you know... It's always the adults are at the table, the kids are at like a separate table, and now that we're in that age group where we understand all of the shit that goes down, it's like, ooh, there's tea that I wasn't even aware of until now. Oh, shit. So, let's talk about the basic things that happen during Chuseok. So, in the article, um, the writer, she kind of broke down the different things that happen. Um, One of the first events is chare. Um, It's a memorial ceremony that they bring foods on a table to honor like ancestors and then they do song songmyo which is when they go to their ancestors graves and clean their grave sites and leave more food and wine there but in the in today's day and age with covid the korean government is actually like encouraging people to use like businesses to go and perform this service at their family's grave sites what do you guys think about that my immediate thought is that some people are not going to be very happy about that and they're going to do it anyway. But maybe that's because that's how everybody in America does things. Oh, absolutely. I think, I definitely think that some would, like the very traditional people would be like, no, I'm going to do it myself. I think a lot of the older generation are still going to be like, I want to do it. But um, I don't know if you guys saw, there was an article that, or like, a Twitter moment that I saw where it's talking about Chuseok actually and how like some of the things under the Twitter moment was talking about how even some cities are like posting and like older people are posting like banners or holding up signs like 
telling their children, you don't have to come home. That's the, that is definitely happening a lot. Um, another thing is like the emergency alert system that Korea has, they've been constantly sending reminders, be like, please don't travel from Chuseok. We don't want major outbreak cases of COVID again. Please don't travel. Um, they've been constantly doing that. And as much as I love the ability to know if I have been in the area of someone who has COVID-19, these emergency alerts need to stop blowing up my phone. You I don't have them turned on for that reason. <laughs> in Korea, they're like more than that. Like I have, I think I can turn them off, but I couldn't tell you where to turn them off. But they tell, like you get constant emergency alerts about new cases in your city. Um, and now they're using it to tell us, don't freaking leave your city, stay home. You know, that's actually kind of sad because like, I think uh, anybody that knows or has been into K-pop for at least a year at this point, uh, knows that Chuseok is one of the very few holidays that idols get off um, that gives them time to go visit their family. So it's actually kind of sad that, like, if that's true, they're probably not being able to do that this year. I feel, like, sad, especially for those idols who live in, like, the southern half of South Korea and, like, Gyeongsamdo and Busan and, like, Namhae. A lot of those idols idols have to literally travel cross country from Seoul to visit their family. So like, are you allowed to do it? They're just telling you to please not do it? Yeah, they're, they haven't like locked down cities. They've just put like major rules in play. Like if you were to take the train, like the KTX train from uh, Seoul to like, let's say Busan, only window seats are available on the train which cuts it down a lot and then there's also like constant temperature checks and like monitoring even more than usual okay uh i have a question here about this that the constant temperature checks is that like they're afraid somebody's gonna get sick while they're in transit it's not it doesn't happen like on the train so what happens is your temperature's checked entering the train station and then your temperature's checked leaving the train station um, and they use, like, thermal cameras to do this. They also do these at bus stations. Um, also, if you go shopping, you have to sign in on, like, a clipboard or use a QR code. Um, and then they take your temperature at the door. I've kind of gotten used to that here because, like, a lot of restaurants that I go to, you have to have your temperature taken before you can go in. I just don't – I'm not sure, like, I get how it's effective to do it, like, in and out the whole time. I get the contact tracing part, but, like – it's just making sure because you never know when the symptoms might like onset. So they want to make sure that you didn't like accidentally pick something up like in between transit. Cause with the KTX people come in and off the train constantly um, at each stop. So like you're not with the same group of people the entire trip. Man, we need a cure for this. We need like an antidote. Cause I'm really fucking tired of the way that the world is right I know. now. I know, like, I just got my hair done, and I'm just like, oh my god, all of these, like, extra precautions we have to take, and, like, you know, wearing a mask, and I had to sign a release form, you know, saying, like, hey, like, I haven't had any of these symptoms, and then still even being wary about, like, I know it's sanitized, but again, still don't know what the other people Right. One of the big things here in Korea is the QR code system. Um, you either use your QR code or you, you sign in on a sheet where you have to say if you have symptoms or not. Um, and then you have to leave your phone number and the like neighborhood you live in. 
um, it used to have to put your name down, but then there was some cases of people stealing phone information and texting people without permission. Mm-hmm. So a lot of places are moving towards using QR code check-ins, which is really convenient because they're just linked to your phone bill here. And since your phone is literally your lifeline in this country, um, it takes like two seconds. So let's talk about the next thing about Chuseok. Obviously, Amber is in Korea experiencing Chuseok. I got to experience it a little bit the last time I went because I went during Chuseok. But, you know, there's other activities that do happen in entertainment that, you know, there's all these specials. And um, I know, like, even though we don't celebrate Chuseok, what are some of the things that you watch whenever the season does come around? Isaac, I'm trying to figure out what TV channel it's supposed to be on. Um, the, the usually the Idol Sports Olympics competition is during aired during this time, and um, sometimes there's like singing competitions, and there's just a lot of really entertaining things to do. Um, other times, people just get together and watch like Netflix or something. That sounds about on par with my Thanksgiving, except I fucking love Isaac. I know, remember like at the early stages of when idols can hang out and not have a problem of intermingling with each other? God, I miss those days. The opposite gender too? Oh God, I miss it. Can I talk about my favorite Isaac moment where B2B's Unquang came out in a horse costume? I love that. I remember that. (laughs) And who was it? Was it Jimin that went to ride on the back of him? I don't know. It's fucking wild. I love that. I love when they do shit like that. This year's Isaac is actually a little different. They're doing the dogs competition as well as a like an esports competition. So keep an eye out for those. They should be online soon. If they didn't air today, they'll probably air tomorrow in Korea. So let's talk about the different activities that happen. One of the big things is making like a ton of food and there's a special food that is associated with Chuseok called songpyeon and it's like it's a rice cake that's shaped like half a moon and it's filled with like yummy like fillings like red bean or like cinnamon sugar and a bunch of like really yummy like inside stuff and it goes back to like the like a long time ago but the unique thing about songpyeon is the there's like the saying is that if you make ugly songpyeon you have ugly daughters man i would be fucked because i don't know how to cook your girl is the worst at cooking so i can guarantee you that if i tried to make songpyeon i would fuck it up somehow and it would just be it would just be a huge problem i i'm just like where did they even come up with like you know that saying like if you make ugly ones you'll have ugly daughters like where does that come from you know wait why is it only daughters why can't your sons be ugly too we want equality in this house i don't know you're gonna have to ask the ancient koreans that question there's a lot i've done a lot of reading about ancient korea and it was wild i have like these books that go back to like the founding of korea i feel so bad for korea because they have just been constantly interfered with by China and Japan their entire life. So, like, it's no wonder they all hate each other. Korea just wanted to live its best life and grow into a good, like, one of the world's superpowers. And the other Asian countries are like, no, let's pick on Korea. To be fair, it was located in between both. So, like, humans always have to try to conquer shit that's, you know, in a good spot geographically. That's fair. 
My favorite thing that I've learned about Chuseok in Korea is the games. There's a ton of interesting games. Um, do you guys know what, like, Yunori is? No. That's the game with the sticks, right? And you throw yes. It. yes! Yeah. It's, like, it's these sticks with, like, X's and O's on them, and you, like, throw them, and there's, like, a little board that you have to, like, move around on. Like, I've tried learning how to play. It just... It reminds me of, like, the dice games our families would play, and I'm just like, this is this is really complicated. Wait, I feel like I remember seeing ATs do, like, a special where they were playing this game, and I had no fucking idea what was going on. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of idols have done it. It's, like, one of those, like, pickup sticks, but how to read, like, how do you know, you know? It's just, like, how do you know it's that kind of move? What? Yeah, what's the, how do you quantify it? Like, I couldn't tell by looking at it. I can't, I couldn't tell you. My students have tried to teach me Yunori, and I'm just like, ah, Amber teacher's not smart enough for this. The thing that I did catch up on is Jegikachi. It's kind of like Hacky Sack. Yes, it's the one with, like, the glittery things at the end, right? With Tinsel. It's, like, tinsel at the end, right? And they, like, hit you, their like, foot with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just dead-ass Korean Hacky Sack. That's all that is. But it was really entertaining. I think it's funny that, like, you learn about all of these things through watching idols, because when they do, like, show specials, you're more than likely going to see, like, your favorite group do one of these things, play one of these games. One that you guys might be very, like, you would know is Shiram. It's, you know, during Isaac, the weird wrestling where they have to, like, wear the harness and flip the other onto their back? Yes, those are so fun. I love watching those. That's called Shiram. Like, uh, I remember uh, the the one, I forgot what exactly what kind of show it was. It was a music show, and they had Jungkook there, and he was, like, one of the youngest, and he's just, like, no big deal, flipping all of the other male idols, like, no, pro- like, no problem. I'm like, I guess, okay, fine, we get it. ATs's first, was it ATs? Who, last year's, I someone during last year's ISOC just, like, whipped everyone at Shiram. I think it was Jongho, or was it Yosong? It was Yosong, which is surprising, because he's, like, a string bean, so I didn't know how that happened. I was just, like, thinking about it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. That's um, the thing I didn't understand about it, is that it seemed like the, the, the skinny little boys were able to do so well, like, which is contradictory to everything that I know about wrestling in America. It's really interesting. So the other thing about Chuseok that's really, it's modern day Chuseok and it's kind of a, it can kind of be kind of joking, but you really shouldn't joke about it. It's, it's like this weird, like in between is Chuseok gift sets. I don't know if you guys have seen these, but it's like the fancy box sets that the most well-known one are the spam box sets. I've seen those sold and I'm like, for that much, for like six cans, I guess. It's like you, they make box sets of like absolutely everything. Like spam, this year it was like hand sanitizer gloves, soap, uh, like sanitizer wipes, um, lotions, you could get shampoo and conditioners, like olive oil sets, wine, you name it. There's probably a true set gift box. And those things can go up to like upwards of $100, right? Yeah. Gotta take advantage of that market. It's the same thing as like Black Friday like special deals oh god try i went out yesterday to grab like food and 
it was nuts. Like all the shopping centers are freaking full of people. The same thing on Tuesday where everyone was doing their last minute shopping. It's just like, oh my God, this is worse than America. Well, yeah, because it's like for holidays like this, like the entire country basically just shuts down for a couple of days. And like, you know, like when a snowstorm is coming, although I I don't know the last time you had snow, Jay, but like when I haven't seen snow in a while either down here. Really? Uh, I, I, the furthest I've gotten snow was maybe like two hours away. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, okay, I come from the mid Atlantic. So like when it's about to snow, you will see, it's the same thing that happened in the beginning of COVID. Everybody floods into the, the grocery stores and just takes way more than they need. Cause it's like, we're going to be out of pocket for a few days this is the end, it's over, basically. So everybody takes, like, 18,000 things of, like, toilet paper and shit. I assume that's kind of what it was like over there. Or just, like, last-minute gift purchases, I think. Like, you can pre-order your Chusek gifts, and then you just have to go pick them up, and that's the most annoying thing. I think it, when it comes to any major holiday, like, for us here, Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's always last-minute buyers who are trying to buy food or gifts, and it's just insane, and I always feel so bad for all the people who work in retail for for these types of holidays because it's like man I want to go home and celebrate with my family too. I think the thing that like uh, besides the getting together eating food playing games watching tv the thing that relates with like Chuseok and Thanksgiving is the fact that the women are the ones in the kitchen in both holidays. I don't I don't know if I should say that's kind of tradition in America too. It's not my family but I feel like it's like the the like grandma would be in the kitchen helping with like the turkey and um it's like takes a lot of work to make things and like if you need men to like peel something they'll do that I feel like it's like a it's a whole like not even the day of it's a whole like day of prep the day before or the evening before just to even get ready for the meals that are going to be served that day you know and I'm like yeah I've seen I've definitely seen that but I guess it's a little bit different in in my family's case, we, it, it's both the men and the women, but yeah, I can see that in Korea. My dad does all of the cooking here. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. My mom would get mad, but he does like a majority of the cooking, especially on holidays. So like, that's how I've been pampered my entire life. So I'm about that. I mean, I know when I grew up, it was like a mixture. Like if we, we would have like corn on the cob with our Thanksgiving dinner just it's a weird thing in my family don't ask and the like the men would have to like shuck the corn and peel potatoes and while the women are like running around in the kitchen like cooking turkeys and making pastries I know the it was always my grandmother and then when my grandmother passed my aunt um, that would get up the earliest to like start cooking the turkey or the ham and it it was just like a whole day and a half process speaking of of like getting up early that reminds me so like in america we have the macy's thanksgiving day parade the day of which starts at like 8 a.m does that do they have anything kind of like that for chuseok at all i'm not sure um this would be my third chuseok in korea um the only thing I could think of is just like watching like Idol Star Olympics during the during the holiday, but a lot of it is just like family oriented activities because normally you travel to visit your family and play like games and activities. Ooh, ooh, something I did want to bring about what I like about 
to suck at least being from the fan perspective i love seeing all the idol posts all the groups and everything in their traditional humbook like getting to see their pictures and they're like you know happy to suck and everything like that's one of my favorite things just because we don't get to see them in hanbok often yes the the chuseok insa the chuseok greetings and it's so it's so cute seeing the different styles that different artists wear it's it's very nostalgic and it kind of helps like it's that one time out of the year that we really do see those like traditional like korean looks and like things that pop out during the year i i really like seeing them in hanbok as well i think it's uh a really cool sort of like cultural perspective that we don't often get because sometimes it feels like you know k-pop is trying to modernize so much that like when chuseok comes around it sort of brings in more of like the traditional korean like flavor that we don't really necessarily see the rest of the year speaking of hanbok let's talk about hanbok in particular um hanbok recently we've been seeing more and more um idols perform in like modernized hanbok and it's making me like want to get like a hanbok piece i know living in korea like they encourage you to like try on traditional hanbok but also like if you wanted to get like modern hanbok pieces like a jacket or a skirt it's highly like encouraged here like people are like oh that sounds really cool and they want to keep like those like that traditional dress alive but the westerner in me feels like conflicted because even though like in korea they're like encouraging me to do it other people might be like oh that's cultural appropriation so it's like I'm between a rock and a hard spot about it, you know? Uh, that's bleh, that's dumb. Okay, because if they're encouraging it, then it's more a representation of appreciating the culture. It's not like you're... To me, cultural appropriation is when you're... Some people would like, say they're not making fun of it, but like you kind of are because you're kind of taking it from somewhere that's not... Like you're taking something that doesn't belong to you, like culturally. I think it's the intent behind when you wear it too um like roxy said like if you're making fun of it while you're in somebody's cultural wear like that that's just messed up but i think if they're encouraging it and they're like it's an invitation for you to you know they're accepting you in that culture and you know you very you wear it very respectfully and elegantly i think that would be different and I don't think it's so much appropriation, but appreciation. And I, and it also depends where are you wearing it too. I mean, here, like, you'll see, like, modern hanbok styles. You'll see people wearing them every day on the street. But, like, a traditional hanbok, you'd see them, like, during the holidays or during weddings or if you're going on, like, a temple visit. But, like, modern style, like, hanbok skirts or jackets, like, you could see them paired with, like, a graphic tee or something. And it's just completely normal here. I think, like, the movement has been to, like preserve the identity of a hanbok um like to the point where there's some schools that are making their school uniforms hanbok style so question what makes the modern hanbok different from the traditional like how would you be able to pick it out there's like certain pieces of a hanbok that i've realized that are like key to that hanbok like the jackets like the cropped jacket is one that you can easily pick out and the skirt that's like it's like an a-line skirt but more temp tapered in I will post some pictures of like 
traditional and like modern style hanboks when this episode goes live on the social feeds so you guys can kind of get an idea of like what we're talking about like traditional hanbok is like what you see idols wearing now like during the holiday but like more modernized hanbok is like do you remember when uh what jungkook wore to the airport i mean he wears a lot of things to the airport so like like the one like it was like a jacket style thing and like people went nuts about it or most recently, Yoongi in, in the soup, he's been wearing hanbok casually. Yeah, like, he like has? The, Wait, yeah. I, need, I need to, I'm going to Google this. Hold on. Yes, he's, he was seen where in the more recent episodes, I think episode six, at five and six, he's wearing a black hanbok. Um, another reference, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Amber. If you want to look up more modern hanbok, Blackpink's How You Like That music video, the outfits that they're wearing at the end, are very modernized humble and they're super cute outfits and i'm like i would like that can i just share uh what just came up when i googled yoongi hanbok to just share a little bit yeah. of the stupidity of google <laughs> okay people also ask what is yoongi in korean what is the iq of min yoongi is yoongi fluent in english and does yoongi need glasses <laughs> what the hell so that's fun um, Jungkook is very much well known to also wear a lot of hanbok. Like he, he so wore something to the airport. Like he wore like a jacket to the airport, and I was just like, "That's that's cool." Or a lot of the because um, everybody's talking about what BTS did. A lot of their idol performances, they're seen wearing a lot of modern hanbok as well. Um, there's like a like a designer Lisle. Um, that's known for like her humble styles that she's made like I'm gonna drop the link in our chat right now that like there's even like foreign models dressed in these humble on her website they want like they're encouraging people to wear like these gorgeous outfits like the skirt styles are really pretty and the tops and I'm just like I'm in love like these are really pretty and being able to like help preserve like those pieces I really love like seeing Hanbok with it's all like, like they're very bright and colorful. Like you don't really see a lot of earth tones when, um, when you see Hanbok. I mean, you do, but it's all about the vibrant colors and the pastels and everything. And I think I really like that. And especially the floral prints. Oh, I'm here for it. I was just going to say, I think that it's actually really cool that they're able to like start preserving part of their culture like this because like if anybody remembers um in the early 1900s japan took over korea and they were essentially attempting genocide on koreans uh like you weren't allowed in the street to speak korean and like they were you know hunting down people that were still trying to preserve korean culture so like the fact that korea was able to come above that get past that and now is able to sort of expand their sort of culture globally I think is actually really really awesome. Speaking of like the occupation one of the things that is actually coming up on October 3rd is foundation day. Um, It's like the founding of Korea. Then coming up next week is Hangul Day that celebrates the creation of the Korean language by King Sejong. So like the month of October is full of all sorts of fun stuff for the like Korean history. Um, A quick question, like uh, Amber, since you're there, because I was there only for a little bit, um, is also going to the temple, like actually going to the temples 
common during Chuseok too? Because I remember when I went, there was a ton of people. Yes, but not during COVID season. Ah, true. Sorry, forgot about that. I would go to Seoul normally during Chuseok and like put on a hanbok and go visit the temples and just like, or visit like the culture the culture villages um and just to like immerse myself and learn about these things but you can't do that during covid season i want to do that so bad i I fucking hate covid it ruined all of my plans honestly chuseok is one of the like most interesting holidays that i've learned about in korea um and like the celebrations and i'm still just i keep looking at these modern handbooks guys on the leeslay website and i'm just like i want one but the pieces are so expensive it's like 200 dollars for just the modern skirt uh yeah out of pocket for me girl no thanks there has to be a cheaper alternative to that if I'm to purchase one, I want to make sure I purchase them from someone who knows what they're doing. Like, I don't want some, like, yes-style knockoff. Okay, that's fair, also, because you know that they'll get into that real fast. I don't know. Chuseok is one of those holidays that definitely, I feel like as K-pop fans, we should be at least aware of that and, like, the, the like, founding of Korea and I think it's the March 1st holiday, declaring independence from Japan. Like, being aware, like, being a K-pop fan, we should know more or at least, like, a significant amount about, like, Korean history as well because all of these events really do shape our idols' lives and that, like, we should at least know a little more than just, like, the basic bullshit of K-pop, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I get into something, like, I get into something. So when I started getting into K-pop, I was actually, I was really intrigued by, um, Korean history and and the culture and I think that it's something that helps people also sort of get out of their own echo chamber in a way because like if you're from America you pretty much are immersed in the American way of life but like to be able to have exposure to like a culture that has things that are so different from you is like I think really good for you as a person um, and your growth what I like when Chuseok comes around is that all of this is much more prevalent than it would have been like any other time of the year. I agree. And I just want to put this out there for anyone listening. I am not a Korea expert. I just have lived here for a while and have just like experienced things that like I speak a little bit on it, but I am not an expert. I don't pretend to know everything about this beautiful country that I have the pleasure to live in, but it's helpful to be able to share these things with people who may not have access to it right now or may not have access to it in the near future for sure like I think it's very like if you're gonna immerse yourself in a culture whether it's Korean culture or any other culture I think it's very important that you do learn about these types of holidays that are very important to the culture and I'm glad that we talked about Chuseok today because I feel like we don't really get to see a lot of like talk about it I mean obviously those who are Korean and celebrate it they do talk about it but um I feel like in another space like yeah this is a place where like okay get to know what Chuseok is all about and I hope that whoever's listening to this is like okay like now I understand it and now let me do my own research into why why else is this um holiday so important you know so yeah we're just gonna do we're just doing this uh short little episode about chuseok uh this week uh do you guys have any you know final comments for this week 
happy Chusak. I hope for those who celebrate Chusak or those who celebrate other holidays, just I hope life is good. We know 2020 has been a little jerk to all of us and just keep going. You got this. You're doing well. I'm going to follow up on that and say happy Chusak to everybody who does celebrate it. For those who are able to see their family in some sort of way, be, be safe about it, obviously. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday. And yeah, just be safe, everybody. And I know that COVID sucks. And I hope that with this upcoming holiday season, even for everybody around the world, that some sort of time for us to be together as one with our families or with the people who you care about. Because I know for some people, not everybody has that. So have a good one, everybody. Yeah, I think you guys said it right. So uh, I'll leave it at that. You know, as we said at the beginning of the episode, as always, follow us on social media for all of our updates uh, and check out the website for all the new content that we have every week. And uh, we'll be back next week with a regular full episode. So this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.